Welcome to the Decode Fintech podcast brought to you by Paystack. I'm your host, Khadija, head of product at Paystack. The Decode Fintech podcast is where the people building Africa's financial infrastructure share what they're seeing on the front lines. It's everything from what's working to what's not, and even what's next. In each episode, an operator shares insights on how they're handling everything from product development to marketing in some of the world's fastest changing business environments. You know that point of sale terminal, the POS device you stick your card into when you have to pay for an item? It's a pretty common feature at the checkout stands of physical stores. But for businesses who can't access this POS device, what are the alternatives? For customers who don't have a debit or credit card on them, how else can they pay? In this episode, we speak with Inkebet Michele, Visa's head of push payments for Sub-Saharan Africa. She breaks down Visa QR, their payment products where your camera scans a QR code to pay, and we'll explore how it evolved to break down the barriers to commerce for businesses all across the continent. Now, let's head to the show. Hi, Inkebet. Hi, Khadija. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm fine. Thank you. Thank you for joining us today. Um, we're going to be getting a lot of expo on this entire story for Visa QR. Okay. Uh, before we jump right in, I want to hear a little bit about you. How did you get to become this fancy director of like digital solutions for like the entire Western Central Africa? Uh, if you could just tell us a little bit about your career timeline, that would be great. Okay, so interestingly, I never thought I'd do payments. I started out in telecoms, and um, what? yep, and I moved into banking. In banking, I was in commercial banking, um, mm-hmm. nothing related to payments. And then, well, I don't know how I ended up in payments in banking. So I got into e business, found it very interesting, became IT self taught. Enjoyed IT and then went on to develop a lot of great things at GT Bank mm. before I moved into Visa. Wow. How long were you at GT Bank for? 10 years. Wow. And before then, what telecoms company were you with? Etel, then Celtel. Ah, should I ask how long that was? No. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's fine. And then when did you join um, Visa? I joined Visa January 2017. Oh, wow. Yes. Okay, it seems like a lot longer than that. Yes, a lot has happened, and so it's, it makes it look like it's I know, been... I know, That's interesting. Thanks for that um, overview. Um, and I guess that just leads me to Visa in itself. Um, I know that Visa is a household name everywhere in the world, but i um, really curious as to the extent of Visa's operations in mm. Nigeria. Okay, so... Visa started operating more than 12 years ago in Nigeria as an entity. And um, we're pretty much uh, with almost all the banks, their visa members. Mm -hmm. And um, apart from Nigeria, so we like not to limit ourselves to Nigeria because we're global. So we're in more than 200 countries. Um, In a lot of countries, the cards are called Visa. The POSs are called visa machines. So it just goes to show the extent visa has gone. And in Nigeria, we like to, we play, we play a lot in the premium space. We play in the debit space and now we've gone into mobile. So you see a lot of visa everywhere. And what we like to say is pay with your visa, either through your card or through your phone or through as we go into wearables, into anything. So yes, that's how visa 
has gone deep in Nigeria, and that's how we want to go. I see. How large is the team here now? So we're we're a little um we're almost almost getting to the twenty twenty wow. employee mark. But under twenty yes, people are doing 20 all these people. interesting things. Exactly. That's we amazing. run we run a lean a lean shop, but we each person does the work of a whole team. Hmm. So we have really great people here and we're very proud of what we do. Hmm. And we work like a family. So Aww. sometimes you don't so know where cute. one person starts and where the other person ends. So. Um Okay, yeah. So tell us about Visa QR. Like, how was this idea conceived in the first place? That's something I've been really curious to hear. Mm. So, um, we, we like to call it Visa on mobile because um, the reason we like to call it Visa on mobile is you can mm. pay with your mobile either through a QR or you can pay through USSD or you can tap to pay. And so, we call it push payments um, through your mobile so visa on mobile and um it started through the need to create seamless fast secure payments for everybody literally okay. um we the traditional means of payment was a pool via a pos and you would find that a lot of banks would not want to give people POSs if they do not have enough underwriting or there is not enough return on investment on that business. Mm -hmm. And so we found ourselves dealing with our competition, which was cash. And the main aim of bringing Visa or mobile was to clear up the idle cash in the system and give the regular person where I buy my milk and my bread from the ability to accept payments digitally because he or she has a phone. I see. And so what Visa or mobile essentially does is allows the, cons the consumer to push, have control of a payment and push the payment to the merchant from his mobile phone and the merchant sees the alert or the notification on his phone all linked to your individual bank account. I see. Um, and it's real time, by the way. It's interesting. How would you say this fundamentally differs from traditional POS payments, for example? Okay, that's that's a very beautiful question. Now, traditional POS, like I always like to put it, is like giving someone your wallet. So okay. I, I take my, my wallet and I give it to the cashier and I say, take this is my wallet, remove the money. I trust you to take out the yes, money and yes. give it back to me. So when, when I'm doing a POS transaction, I don't have a control over that transaction as a consumer because I'm giving my card. Mm -hmm. The transaction starts with the merchant, ends with the merchant. I only put in my PIN. Now, okay, for push payments, the difference is I'm starting that transaction from my mobile phone. All I'm telling the merchant is, how do I pay you? And I'm initiating transaction, authenticating it, and pushing it to the merchant. So there's essentially more control on the on consumer, the consumer side. side. Yes. Huh. And how do you see um, merchants taking to this payment solution, mm -hmm. if you will, specifically the QR aspect? Mm -hmm over um, traditional POSs that they're mm -hmm. used to? So one of the interesting things we found out with when we started to get feedbacks from merchants was, first of all, they liked the fact that it was an app. There was an app attached to their mobile phone, and so they could see a record of all the transactions they've done throughout that day. It was cheap because they didn't have to wait for a POS from the bank, and so they could move around with it. It's just a QR. I can send it via WhatsApp, I can paste it anywhere and anybody can pay me and I can get my alert. So it was just that ease and the convenience of not having to 
wait for POS or depend on connection on the POS or accept cash and wait and not have change to give that's um, made the merchants happy. Let me let me back up a bit. Um, could you give us like an overview on how exactly the QR payments work? Okay. Um, both on the consumer side and mm -hmm. then on the merchant side. Okay. So um, let me backtrack to the back end. Everything is API based. Okay. So it's different from your traditional ISO messaging. Mm. And so it's API and which means it runs in real time. But on the front end, we we love to work with banks because the banks own the customers. Visa doesn't right. own a customer. Right. And so what we do is we integrate into the bank's mobile banking app. Okay. And so on your mobile banking app, one of the features you would see is Visa QR yeah. or Pay with Visa or whatever QR payments or whatever it is the bank decides to call it. From within the From mobile within app. From within the mobile app. Right. So okay. Visa is not creating a standalone Visa app. We leverage what the bank already has. And so when I click on that menu, it, it shows me a camera which I use to scan the, the merchant's QR. Now, on the merchant side, again, these merchants belong to the banks. And so we work with the banks as well to create these merchants and create QRs for them and also give them what we call merchant apps. Oh, wait, hang on. So you, you work with the banks to get the merchants to, you know, just sort of be enrolled for the service. Exactly. Okay. So, and we don't also work with the banks on the merchant side. We also work with fintechs, okay. interestingly, like yourselves. So, <laughs> so and we really <laughs> found out that e-com, we have a lot of e-com merchants embracing QR payments for varied reasons. And so, yes, we have our clientele being the banks and then the fintechs all integrating into their existing platforms today. I see. Okay. So if a merchant needs to, if a bank needs to sort of set up a merchant, um, they give the merchant an app? Yes. So there's a, so there's already, the banks have their merchant apps today. They are Visa merchant apps today. I see. So every bank would have their apps on the Play Store. And so part of the setup you would get as a merchant is also um, your login details and the name of the app. You go to the App Store and you download the app. You put in your login details and you're set to start receiving payments. So whether or not you have a QR printed, you have the QR as a soft copy in your app. I see. And then ultimately, it's up to you as a merchant to use... Um, I guess that QR code mm -hmm. as a channel of payments yes, in your stores exactly, or, you know, wherever you're selling exactly. your goods. Interesting. And then what does this look like for the consumer side? So somebody like Khadija, for example, how do I get to pay a merchant that has Visa QR enabled? So interestingly, again, every consumer who has Visa QR attached, um, Visa QR on their app, has a Visa virtual card behind. And okay. so whether or not you have a fiscal card or you've even had a card before or you have any brand of card, as long as you have the bank's app or whichever app accepts Visa QR, all you need to do is just launch it, go to the menu, scan and pay. There's really no onboarding Require. process that has to go on as long as you have the app and you use it today your bank's mobile app mm. you can make transaction so it doesn't matter what card i have no um, as long as i have a bank account with a bank that supports exactly. this initiative then i will be able to pay. exactly 
Okay, so that's good to hear. Um, I think that provides a better picture on how exactly this works, which is something that I've personally been curious about. Mm -hmm. And then what does adoption look like? I don't know if there are stats you can share, just mm -hmm. like uptake in terms of the merchants that you mm -hmm. do now, or transactions you're seeing, mm -hmm. or users. Mm -hmm. um, what, what, what is that looking like currently? So we closed um, our year-end in September, okay. and as at the end of September, we had about 50,000 merchants oh, wow. um, in Nigeria accepting QR payments. And on the consumer side, we had a lot of consumers as well. I really can't give out the stats now, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but we've had a serious uptake. And um, interestingly, or what surprised us most in, in terms of the uptake is we find out that e-com has played a major role in, in growing QR. I think maybe because it's very seamless when I'm making e-com transactions to just scan a QR and not have to put in all those details I would put when my, when I'm using my card. When you say e-com, do you mean like online merchants? Online merchants, I yes. See. Exactly. Oh, so um, the generic model, I, I don't know if it's generic, but like one model is having a QR in my physical store. Mm -hmm. And then when people walk in, they can scan mm -hmm. with their mobile uh, their banks, mobile apps. Yes. And then the other model is on my online store. When you get to my website or mm -hmm. web page um, and it's time to pay, I can render that same QR for you to scan. Exactly. Ah, interesting. Exactly. Oh, wow. Yeah, so you, you mentioned 50,000 merchants in Nigeria. Mm -hmm. Do you have Visa QR currently operational in other countries as well? Yes, so in, in, um, in Africa, by reason of, of Ecobank, we have Visa QR in 33 countries oh, wow. in Africa. However, where we have done market launches mm -hmm. is Egypt, Rwanda, Kenya, and recently Ghana, then Nigeria. Oh. But if you go into any of those other 33 countries in Africa, where you see the QR, you, will you can, be able to of course, carry you out would the pay. So Nigeria pay. wasn't the first country? No, Nigeria wasn't the first. Nigeria wasn't the second. Nigeria was actually the fourth. Wow. I feel like... We were the first. I know, right? <laughs> we make our things big. That's I Nigeria. know. I know. And then what is adoption looking like in those other countries? Mm -hmm. Have you seen um, growth on the level of what you have here? Mm -hmm. Or is it any different? So interestingly, every market has the different use cases they, mm -hmm. they, they use push payments for. Um, I like not to just... Because QR is just an arm of push payments, mm -hmm. which is person to merchants. Mm -hmm. Push payments entails disbursements, um, Visa Direct, which is person to person. And so you find out that every country does what works for them. In Rwanda, for instance, it's disbursements. In Kenya, it is person to person. In Egypt, they have closed community model payments and they use it for disbursements as well. And they do merchant payments. In Ghana, it is merchant payment. It's a hybrid of merchant payments and person to person. In Nigeria, it's person to merchant. So it really depends on the country. But progress has been very good and steady. With the, the beauty is finding what works for that country, the problem you're solving for that country, and then run with it, which is what we've been doing. Okay, now I just I have to ask. Um, you have to tell us about these different models. Like, how do you use QR payments for disbursements? How do you use QR for, like, person-to-person -person payments? So you don't use QR. 
you you do what is called visa direct and so i can send money i can push money to your phone oh, number I see. or push it to your pan or or send money from the you from canada to you in nigeria in milliseconds through push payment okay. so it's not actually qr okay i i was just i was trying to picture <laughs> it and i'm like ah, how does that work um, just before we move on from there, um, I wanted to reconfirm what year Visa QR was launched in Nigeria. It was launched in 2017. Wow. Yes. I, I mean, I don't know if this will be relevant, but I just if there's any way to just sort of understand how Visa thinks about market activation. Um, so when you're trying to launch Visa QR in a specific region, mm. what what sort of marketing strategies do you adapt mm. or adopt rather to say, yes, let's go into this location and let's win um, all the merchants? What does that look like at Visa? Like I said earlier, we take a good look at the market. Mm. We, and no, no two markets are the same. So we take a look at the market. We take a look at what, what we want to solve for, for that market. And that pretty much drives the strategy. Mm. Another thing is, how have you been able to get people to trust this payment method? Mm. I know that generally people are very skeptical, especially when it comes to their money. Mm -hmm. So on the merchant side, how do I know that, okay, this person scanning this thing Mm -hmm. is going to result in actual money coming Mm -hmm. into my bank account? Mm -hmm. And then as the consumer, how do I trust that me paying with this method, Mm -hmm. I mean, is going to work Mm -hmm. and I'm not going to have any issues Mm -hmm. um, after the fact? Um, how did you guys drive that level of trust to the point where you're able to get 50,000 merchants? So it's basically in making the communication simple. Hmm. For consumers, they, the fact that they're paying from their favorite device, which is their phone, mm-hmm. and you're telling them you're pretty much going through your login details that you would go through for your app. So nobody's going to mm. come in to make that payment without having all those details, your PIN, your login details, your oh, password. That creates that comfort for the consumer. Yeah. And the fact that as soon as they make it's a single message transaction. So unlike what you have today, where you have dual messaging system, where there's an authorization, a settlement, and in between that time, there's a timeout okay. that leads to dispense errors. This okay. is a single message. It's a push. And so I, as a consumer, know that immediately I'm making that transaction, the merchant is getting it and on the merchant side the merchant trusts that as soon as the consumer makes the payments i get an alert Mm -hmm. and i get it from my bank even if i don't see the alert i refresh my app and i see that transaction coming so the bank and my bank can decide to have set me up for immediate settlement or next day settlement oh okay Okay, that helps. So essentially, from the consumer perspective, because I'm using a familiar um, channel of payments, exactly. you know, chances I already use my mobile banking app exactly. by airtime or, or whatnot. Or my USSD. Um, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, and then on the merchant side, I kind of like already, I guess, trust my bank. Mm-hmm. So yeah, working with the bank seems to help with just like getting that merchant's confidence yes and then the fact that they get immediate alerts yes. if not from the regular banking yes. sms's yes. but also on the visa app yes um, on, no, on the on their bank's qr app oh right so right, visa right doesn't right. give the app so the merchants mm-hmm. directly got it okay but at any point in time you can see exactly how much you receive exactly um and where your money is exactly. and all of that. Oh, interesting hi it's tammy here product manager at paystack 
We'll head back to our guest in just a second, but I'd like us to chat for a bit about what we do at Paystack. Paystack powers payments and growth for some of the most interesting fintech companies operating in Africa. One such company is Branch. Branch believes in reaching out and connecting people to financial services without stress. Do you have a need for money? Do you wish you could get the money quickly without all the stress of uploading and signing pages of documents? Branch is here for you. All you need to get started is a phone number or even a Facebook account. Talk about simplicity. To join the party, visit paystack.com branch and join over 10 million people who have downloaded the Branch app. Once again, that's paystack.com branch. Now let's head back to the show. In the course of this entire initiative, speaking specifically about Visa QR now, mm-hmm. what was the most surprising thing that you learned? Is something around like the consumer behavior or how the partners operate or how the merchants took to it? Just mm. something that just struck you as, oh wow, I would never have thought of this. I think I would I would go again to e-commerce. Okay. In our wildest dream, I don't think we ever realized that consumers would really want to have that uptake on e-commerce. We always mm. just felt, oh, when they go into the shops, they would use it. Yeah. But interestingly, they prefer, not they prefer, they, they love to use it on e-commerce As sites. Well. Right. And maybe because there are a lot of online merchants mm-hmm. coming up these days mm-hmm. and online payments happening, they prefer to use it there. And um, also the way merchants have have decided to embrace it. Okay. Um, you see merchants saying, oh, I've been asking my bank for POS. They didn't give me. Yes, oh, now yes. I have a way I can you collect, know, collect payments. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And so that if I go to meet my bank for a loan, they don't ask me. Um, I don't see a lot of your cash. I don't see a lot of your transactions. I'm able to show them there is. So that, that, that has been huge for us. And it was really surprising, you know, the way it went. Mm-hmm. And, and we we're really glad about that. So would you say... You see more numbers on e-com mm-hmm. versus traditional in-store mm-hmm. locations. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't say we see more on e-com. Okay. What I can say is e-com has been a good baby. Why I'm saying that is e-com started way after in-store mm-hmm. and it has really picked up okay. Um, to okay. where face-to-face is. So e-com has been a good baby. I but see. I really can't say one is overtaking the, the other. other. Yes. All right, that's fair enough. Um, I can infer from that response. <laughs> um, so looking ahead, um, how do you see QR as a payment option evolving in Nigeria and perhaps Africa at large? So we see QR and not just QR, the entire push payment story, which is either QR or USSD or Visa Direct disbursements or person to person. We see it being the way to pay for everyone by everyone and hmm. so as you know there's this buzzword we had in 2017 in internet of things yeah. so as <laughs> as um, as connected devices begin to grow mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Um, people merchants begin to see the value in accepting payments where they're able to offer loyalties yeah to through their merchant app um, when people scan to pay um, where people can share bills and mm. do visa directs yeah. where insurance companies can use push payments as disbursements. Yeah. So as that we, we see becoming 
intertwined into every form of payment mm. because as visa we say we are we want to be the means to be paid everywhere and by everyone interesting it's just like being more deeply integrated into everyday life yes essentially we so we've been doing wow. this for 60 years oh, and wow. um we we call ourselves the first fintech so <laughs> so from cards now it's mobile yeah um during the olympics it was your ring was wearables mm. the next may be a connected car exactly yeah but not in not on lagos roads so. no definitely not on lagos <laughs> roads <laughs> um do you foresee qr as a payment option overtaking traditional card payments across channels so they would all have their uses. Yeah. The people who would use cards will use cards. Mm-hmm. The people who would use QR would use QR. The people who would use both would, would use, use both. both. Now, we, we are a technology company. We're offering options. What we see as QR is just another channel to pay. Right, right. So right. we are not cannibalizing anyone. My mother would not use a QR, huh. but she would use a card. So, <laughs> you know, and so that's what it is. Oh, thanks. Thanks a lot for that. Just a couple more questions. So recently, we saw that Visa hosted the Visa Cashless Hackathon yep. um, here in Lagos. Yes. What were the most promising solutions that you saw um, coming out of that competition? We decided to, as part of what Visa strategy is, which is financial literacy as mm-hmm. well as um, offering a, a seamless payment method for everybody, was like I said earlier, we were dealing, our competition is idle cash. Yeah. And so it was interesting for us and very important for us to go to the people who use this cash, who live and breathe cash. And so we went with the women who handle cash fully as a primary, as a primary means, means of, of payment yeah. to understand. And what we also did was take developers from the streets i mean we didn't want any stereotype from visa to say okay we're conditioned in a certain way let's take people who understand everyday problems Uh to come and solve everyday problems for real people for real people and so that was that was the aim of the of the hackathon we saw really interesting ideas we saw offline solutions we saw ideas and apps or not not apps payment solutions developed that we wouldn't have thought of and so this is work in progress um but they are incubating now. The winnings have been used for the development of the solutions, mm-hmm. and you should see it launched in a couple of months. Oh, exciting. Um, do you want to tell us about some of the most exciting ones, or do we have to wait until a launch? Let's not spoil the surprise. Let's wait till, <laughs> let's wait till the launch, but, but we have, we have a okay. few really interesting ones. Okay. I guess um, fingers crossed fingers on that crossed. one. Yes. We're we'll looking forward to it. Yes. Um, and then finally, and arguably our most important question, um, the listeners like to know, like, what's that one thing where if you're having a bad day or like everybody at work is just like getting on your nerves or you're stressed out, what's that one go-to snack that when you have it, it's like, ah, all is right in the world again? Okay, this may sound very boring. It's not actually <laughs> a snack. Ah. Yes, I am quite weird. I like to drink hot ginger what with green tea and honey oh that is my go-to oh my goodness yes Mm-mm-mm. it's 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 crazy yes i know so ginger tea yes is your favorite snack not not ginger tea raw ginger in hot water yes i'm so confused yes wow 
Um, Tell me more. Is it like a medical no, requirement? It's, it's not. So I grew up in the north. I'm actually very northern, and oh. um, and in the north we 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 love. We call it shai. Shai. Yes. So we we have um, the people who make tea called meshai. Yeah. So anybody you see from the north loves hashai or hishai. So my wake up is hashai for guys and hishai for no, girls. He's shy, so he's shy, so <laughs> so he's shy and ha shy. So, um, you would say, I want my shy, which is I want my tea, and oh my so goodness. the tea can be in different forms. Wow, and so yes, so it depends on what tea works for uh-huh, you. So, uh-huh. I love my shy, it which wakes is... me up, it makes the day good, it makes me sleep, it just works, it just for, works for everything. That's amazing. Yes, I'm, I'm gonna try it. You need to make me a cup right after this, no problem. <laughs> Thank you so much, Nkebe. That's everything that we have for you today. I'm super excited to have you on here. Hopefully, we'll get to talk more as sure. things emerge, especially with what you have in the cooler for yes. uh, from the Cashless Hackathon. Yes. Um, yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you, Khadija. Yay. That's it for today's show, folks. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed today's episode, please share it on social media with the hashtag DecodeFintech. I'll be keeping an eye out on that hashtag and responding to the most interesting questions and comments. To find out about new episodes, please subscribe to the Decode Fintech email newsletter. Every week, we share a tightly curated debrief of the most important fintech news from around the continent, as well as jobs, events, and so much more. To subscribe, kindly visit decodefintech.com. Once again, that's decodefintech.com. Decode Fintech is brought to you by Paystack. Paystack helps Africa's most successful fintech companies build powerful, scalable financial service products with the industry's best documented APIs. Please visit paystack.com fintech to find out more. I'm your host, Khadija. See you on the next episode.